Buying or selling a home? Homie will give you up to $5,000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at Homie.com. Time to talk Aggie football now with Utah State coach Gary Anderson. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Gary, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? Doing all right. How are you feeling this morning? Got a conference win uh, under your belt? Yeah, it's uh, got a good win, no doubt about it. And uh, moving on to Colorado State here, which will another challenge is amongst us. So we we're, uh, we're doing good. Got in at uh, 6.30 in the morning, so that was perfect. So uh, Sunday morning, so I had a long travel back, but uh, we got back here eventually. So away we go. Did you have to connect through Albuquerque? What the heck was going on? 6.30? I'm used to hearing uh, about drive, like 3.30. We had, to, we had to drive to somewhere because you can't fly out of San Diego. So we had to drive somewhere in California and then uh, mm-hmm. wait for the charter. And somebody forgot to wake up the uh, the pilots and the crew. So they were sleeping while we sat on the tarmac. And then we waited for them. And I can go on and on. It was a, it was a debacle. So, But at the end of the day, our kids handled it well like they always do. And uh, the travel was a mess. But that's part of college football sometimes. But uh, we got back here and... They got a good sleep yesterday, and they'll walk back in here at 145 and be ready to roll. Rich people in Point Loma don't want you flying out at night. That's the bottom line to that. Yeah, I'd hate to. Yeah, don't, you don't want to interrupt their their uh, their their sleep. So, so when you win okay. like that, uh, how long do you wait until you start preparing? Because you obviously had some dead time. Do you just celebrate in the moment, or do you jump on CSU? Oh no, you definitely. We we enjoyed the. The flight back, and quite frankly, the travel back, and uh, you know, some coaches opt to grade their their tape after the game on the plane or what have you. But uh, we uh, we enjoy those victories; they're hard to get, um, and we'll never forget that. And tell those kids to uh, enjoy those moments. Um, they'll walk back in here today at 1:45 and, um, and and be ready to move on to CSU. And I'm sure a lot of them will be here watching film. Coaches switched gears yesterday. We were back in here around one or two o'clock and started the day. Were you surprised how much you were able to lock up San Diego State for long stretches in that game offensively? We were joking about you know trying to make teams one-dimensional, and they kind of make themselves one-dimensional. Did you know it was going to go that way? Uh, I don't know. You know, I think they uh, they've continued to work to find themselves a little bit as far as getting their personnel on the field. And Coach Horton, I think, does a great job, the offensive coordinator, finding those guys in the run game. And the offensive line was uh, was a physical crew. Um, you know, I thought our, our safeties tackled extremely well, which gave us an opportunity to make some big plays that went through there. And so there was, uh, you know, stretches that we played well. The first drive, they hit us with the run game a little bit. We were able to get out of it with the field goal. And, you know, overall, I thought the, you know, the defense was, was solid. We gave up, we got some learning experiences to go on the, the big throwback that they got in the backside there for a touchdown and the, 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 the slant for the other touchdown to allow them to get back in the game. But it was a game where there's, you know, there's 30 plays on both sides. You make them here, you make them there. You have a chance to beat them by a couple touchdowns. They made some plays and not be a couple touchdowns and then it turned into a who's going to make a play to be able to win it. And we were fortunate to be able to, to, to make that play to win it. But that, you know, that's college football as we've learned. Uh, it can go either way at any moment, but uh, you know the, the kids battled, and all three phases were involved, and all three phases can learn. And it's a great opportunity to learn when you have a game like that that uh, you win and you can learn. And uh, we will push those kids hard and coach them hard. 
When you get into conference play, there's all these games that go on each weekend, and then you know you look at the standings and you try to project and whatnot. How hard is it for the coaches to make sure the players don't get caught up in that? Because it seems like it's with Utah now. They're 0-1, and now they got to worry about what SC's doing, blah, 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 rather than just worry about Washington State and not get concerned about the other stuff because we're barely getting started here in conference play to not get too ahead of, you, ahead of yourselves. Well, I think that's the big thing, and you just said it. There's there's a ton of football to play, and all you can do is control yourself and work like crazy to try to win those games every week. And uh, if it goes your way, that's awesome. If it doesn't, you you have to just simply again worry about yourself and and understand that yes, if you do drop a game in those settings and those situations, every time you do it, obviously makes it a little bit tougher to to reach that ultimate goal. But you, you would hope that a team would, would have that goal, but it wouldn't be their driving force of the week of, of that goal. Their driving force would be the team that they're competing against. And I think that's you know, the direction when you're dealing with young kids, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids. Uh, you know, it's, uh, we're fortunate to be a little bit mature because of the return missionaries in the state of Utah. I think kids can uh, have a little bit more of a mature team because of that, but the maturity of the team needs to help them get in week in and week out and understand the focus that it takes and the respect that you have to have for each individual team and each individual player that you're playing against. And that's easier said than done, but it's something that we discuss. But uh you know, hey, they're kids. You got to talk about it, or don't pretend it's something's not out there. So you're playing CSU next, and CSU just lost to Toledo, forty-one thirty-five, and Toledo ran for four hundred and thirty-six yards. Their star back Brian Kobach had two hundred twenty-eight yards. What the heck happened to CSU's run defense? And you know, how do you think they'll adjust? And how can you try to exploit that? Well, that, that's a that's a good question, and we're right in the early spot of uh, evaluating that, and um, you know we'll uh, we'll do our best to see if we can get our kids out there running. I think we have some good backs and have some opportunities to do some things, but I haven't spent a bunch of time on that side of the ball watching that yet. So I know our offensive coaches obviously have, and we'll get a little report here in the next couple hours to kind of see where we're at and what we're thinking. I have watched them on offense, and uh, you know they are they're, they're scoring points. They got. Uh, Big, tall, wide receivers just got another guy eligible this last week that made some big plays for him. That's an SEC transfer, so they've got, uh, you know, I guess weapons on the offensive side of the ball. The quarterback was injured, but the other quarterback that came in as a transfer from Nebraska, strong arm, spins the ball well, does some good things. So they're, uh, they, uh, they, they've taken a shot there at the quarterback position with the starter, but the, the guy that walked in there is, is very capable, and his numbers would show that after, um, you know, his first start in this last game. So uh, we'll have a work cut out for us as always. We'll break him down, develop a plan, and go out on Saturday and swing away. Would you say Warren is developing as your lead back? Uh, we need two of them. And I think Warren's Jalen has had some um, you know, great opportunities, taking advantage of those opportunities. I think uh, G. Bright had some really nice runs in this last game and some great job of protecting. You know, some of those things that you don't see from G. Bright is, uh, you know, the, the the big run hasn't been there for him. It will come. Um, the big catch hasn't been there for him. It'll come. But his ability to protect in this last game was uh, was really, really good um, against an aggressive defense that obviously spins and dines and moves around a lot. And I have a ton of respect for that defense. It's not easy for a running back to pick up those pressures. Not really even pressures, but they're four guys coming, sometimes five guys coming, but they're coming in abnormal spots and they're designed to dis- to uh, disrupt the back and um, cause his reads to be different. And, and G. Bright was awesome in this game of picking it up. That's why, you know, we basically didn't get our quarterback sacked and not hit very often. And uh, in this game, he was a big part of it. But uh, we need both of those kids. And uh, so we are still definitely feel like we have two very, very good backs. Jalen is one and G. Bright's the other. 
So we put it out on Twitter. We're going to have you on ask for questions, and Daniel tweets at us. Uh, ask Gary, do you think that the Aggies deserve to be ranked? <laughs> do, I, do I think? I think, uh, well, I, well, let me say this. The team that beat us, I don't know, is Wake Forest ranked? I think they are, aren't they? I don't know. I don't know. They're undefeated, so they 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 should probably be ranked. But uh, uh, number one, I wouldn't not really worried about that. And hey, we've lost a game, and there's some teams that are undefeated, so those guys should be ranked uh, obviously in front of us. And I would hope that Wake Forest. I, I know they're four and zero now, so they should be. And uh, somebody else can make that decision on on the ranking part of it. But we got a long ways to go to put ourselves in a position to uh, just play the games that are in front of us, not worry about that other stuff. And we'll see where it all ends up uh, in January when we have that discussion. Wake Forest is 24th in the coaches poll and then one spot okay. out in the media poll. Okay. I'd say 26th, right. but PK would yell at me and I don't want that. <laughs> okay, is Arizona State ranked? No, they got beat by Colorado. Them. Oh, they, I didn't even know that. See, I don't know anything anymore. I just kind of stuck in my own little world up here in Cache Valley. So. I don't blame you. That's the way it should be. Hunker did, down. Worry yeah. about that. Don't worry about that stuff. Doesn't matter anyway. Did you know? UC- no doubt. Did you know UCLA scored fifty points in the second half to beat Washington State? <laughs> I, I heard that on the bus. Now that that was not going to get out of the bus. So was it, it was like forty-seven to nineteen or something like that. It was that. forty-nine seventeen, and they rallied to win sixty-seven sixty-three. Yeah, I will. I will, I will love to uh, get a TV copy of that and watch it sometime in the off season for just for sheer entertainment value. <laughs> How about Mariner? Is he developing as your go-to receiver? Yeah, CLC is just playing fantastic. Um, and again, he's one of those guys. It's uh, you know, Savon's on the other side back there. Those inside guys are doing a great job. And the, the really good thing is he made some huge contested catches with great balls thrown to him from Jordan. But though I think there was four slants he caught in this game, and um, they were all big, big catches. Um, you know, Savon made some obviously some big plays on the the fade ball, and uh, you know, we a lot of those again those receivers contributed. Um, it was good to see the tight ends continually stay involved and make the plays that they're making. But uh, Coc in this game just made some huge plays to allow us to continue to keep drives alive and um, and they were so again I go back to it and I repeat myself but they were contested balls that were great balls and they were caught and that's a, that's just to me that kind of separates you from a good receiver to potentially being a great receiver and I thought COC had a great game so you took a lot of transfers Gary and some of them are really paying off here what kind of uh, like if you go back to like August 1st how sure are you about how the transfers are going to perform and how much are you taking your best educated guess but really kind of figuring it out with the rest of us as the games unfold? Well, yeah, that's it's a, it's a great question and a great way to look at it. You know, we've, we've said it many times. We kind of went all in with that offensive line and said, hey, these guys are going to develop and they're going to be our guys. Where do we need the help to potentially get the transfers that – number one, are looking to transfer, number two, that fit us and fit our culture and fit Cash Valley, and those are the guys we went out and looked at. Um, and that's whether it's a JC guy or whether it's a four-year transfer guy. Um, very, very fortunate to look at COC and Caleb and Nick and, and know them, obviously, from my time last year at Utah. So that was th- those three kids were an absolute, just 100% no-brainer. Um, and Riley and talking to Kalani and talking to Eliza and talking to Roderick and all the people down there that I know um, it was 
he was a great fit for us also. Um, and then all four of those kids have, have been fantastic. So it's, it's going to be a part of who we are. It's something I believe in. I believe we've always believed in JC kids. Why wouldn't we believe in the transfer portal um, to go out and try to find the right kids? And it's worked very well with these young men that are in our program. And, you know, some of them are contributing a little more than others on the field, which is awesome. But they're all contributing to this team in an extremely positive way. And uh, so, you know, is that is that fortunate? Is it good timing? Is it, you know, to establish relationships? Yeah, it's, it's all of the above. But the biggest thing is I think those kids are, are having a good time. Uh, I think their football experience is good. Um, I know their off the field experience has, has been great, and they're they're prideful to you know represent Utah State on and off the field. So, uh, but that transfer portal will continue to be a part of our program and something that we will look at strongly and we will recruit to, um, especially with the success of these guys uh, that they're having. People should want to come here um, if they're in the transfer portal and looking for an opportunity to compete and play. How much concern do you have about the would you call them fourth quarter struggles against Wake and San Diego State? Yeah, there's uh, always those things you sit back and you look at and you develop, and we need to be you know better in those situations and those scenarios. It was great for the defense to you know finally be able to finish the game and, and get it over with with the big sack back there and and move on. Um, it'd be nice to be able to finish that and not let those two big plays take place. And on the offensive side of the ball, you know you just you need one more score. Um, uh, we score what three points in the second half. That's uh, it's not good. And and one of those touchdowns on offense was, um, or on the scoreboard was the defense. Um, so we we want more. We need more. We feel like we played against a very very good defense. And I think that offense will come out this week with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and with the opportunity to come back home and uh, you know show kind of what they're all about. But we need more in those settings. Uh, we got enough to get the win, and that's how that offense will look at it. They'll look at it as hey, we we found a way to get the win as a team, and that's the most important part of it. But uh, you know they're going to want obviously score more points. Number one, get in the red zone and put touchdowns on the board. If just one of those drives is a touchdown instead of a field goal or a field goal attempt, it's not nearly as tight in the end. But uh, you know, however, if San Diego State gets another touchdown in the end zone down there, and when we stop them the one time on the fourth down and um, don't force them to kick two of the field goals, the game's completely different. And um, so we we need to be better uh, scoring in the fourth quarter. We need to be better. Uh, defensively in the fourth quarter, and that's uh, an emphasis that this football team will have to accept and understand as they go through this week. Gary, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us, and uh, catch up on that sleep. I, I just blame Point Loma if I were you. <laughs> Hey, we can, we, we can sleep later, I suppose, but uh, it's, it's all good. I appreciate you guys' time, and hopefully everybody comes up for a good game this week up here. I don't know who else is playing in town, but uh, 530, Cash Valley right here. Be ready to roll. All right. Thanks, Go Gary. Aggies.